Good morning. Good morning. You'll see in front of us this morning this display here. Um, and uh, we'll be interacting with this display um, after I've spoken this morning. But as I was thinking on this theme of salt and light, every one of these items here represents something of salt and light. Some are maybe a little bit more obvious than others. Here on the table is my sessional flag. Um, and uh, again, as an organization, the Salvation Army, we're called, aren't we, as a movement to be salt and light. Here we'll see packets of salt, which we, will, which we use, of course, to flavor food. We see light here in order to light the darkness. See a candle too that helps light the darkness. And central to this table is scripture. Scripture tells us, doesn't it, that God's word is a light and a lamp unto our feet. And of course, ultimately, we have the cross, of course. Um, Jesus bringing light and salt into our world. So let me ask you this morning, are any of you feeling particularly salty today? <laughs> How about bright and shiny? Hmm. Well, let me remind you, whether you're feeling shiny and bright or salty, you and I are salt of the earth and light of the world. That's what Jesus says about you and I in today's scripture. Now, as has already been mentioned, today's gospel is only a small piece of what Jesus preaches in his Sermon on the Mount. And I don't know about you, but I guess for any of us that have been in church a long time, you will have no doubt heard countless of sermons about salt and light. Or many of you can come up here and uh, preach about salt and light. Um, and so today it was quite as I was thinking and preparing for this, it was quite challenging to think about how can, how can I bring something new and fresh to, these, uh, to this scripture when it is so um, common and um, so well known amongst believers. But as I said in this sermon and in these verses from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preaches about salt and light. But that's not what he's really talking about. He's not talking about light and salt um, as they are. What he's really talking about is us, me, you. He's talking about you and me. Salt and light are the images he uses to talk about us and our lives. And he doesn't give us much more than these themes of salt and light you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, he says. And then he offers a couple of sentences of commentary on both, but that's about it. He doesn't offer details about what he means by us being salt and light. He doesn't give us an interpretation or an explanation. He doesn't tell us how they apply to our lives. All that is for you and I to figure out. That's our work to do. And, and it, is, it, it is as if Jesus is saying to us this morning, take these two images of salt and light 
and play and go play around with them, ponder over them, mull over them, consider what they might be showing and asking you about your life and my life and see what they bring up for you. And that's what I want us to do with them today. I want us to do the work of um, understanding what these images of salt and light mean for us. And so today's not going to be a deep theological reflection on salt and light. It could be. Um, I'm simply going to, this morning, pose some questions which I think will be enough for us to follow those questions. And I'll encourage you, of course, there's gonna be quite a number of questions that I'll be challenging you with this morning. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to this online and take a little bit more time to reflect on the questions. There's gonna be quite a few questions and they are gonna be challenging questions which are gonna take maybe time for us to reflect on and to respond to. But equally, as we look at those questions and answer them for ourselves in our own quiet space, I want us to, today, to focus on those questions also. And maybe there's one question that I'll pose today that will speak directly to your situation and your life. And if that's the case, again, I encourage you to respond and hear what God is saying to you about that particular question or it could be all of the questions, or a handful. But I'll encourage you this morning, just hear these questions and allow God by Spirit to speak to you. Um, and as I said, and if there's a question that, that relates specifically to you in your context, then um, take that and allow God by Spirit to work that out in your own situation. What we do know from these verses in Matthew is Jesus is inviting us to taste and see our own lives, their quality, their character and impact, what's working and what's not. So as I said, I won't be offering any interpretations or explanation of today's gospel. I won't tell you what it means or how it applies to your lives. But what is Jesus getting at when he says you are the salt of of the earth. What does that mean for you and for me today? I guess we've all tasted food, haven't we, and have said, please pass the salt. <laughs> and then we've tasted food and said, ah, I need some water. <laughs> salt seasons and flavours food, but it has to be the right amount, of course. If there's not enough salt, the food is tasteless and bland. And if there is too much, we can barely swallow it. What parts of your life, my life, are well seasoned and flavorful, flavorful today? Not an easy word to say. What parts of your life are well seasoned and full of flavor today? What parts of your life and my life are bland and tasteless and in need of that salt? And what is that salt that you and I need today? Are there parts of our lives today that you can't swallow? If so, friends, what's going on? And what are you doing about it? Think for a moment about salt in our relationships. 
In what ways are you and I flavouring and enhancing the lives of others that we come into contact with, that we're in relationship with? What difference are you making and I am making in the world? What relationships need some sort? What kind and how much? Let's not forget that salt can also dry out things. Young was talking about the living water. Salt can dry out things. And we need that living water that Jesus brings in those times when we are dried out. And in what ways have you and I become salty and difficult to be with? Have we left another dry and thirsty? And what parts of your life are dry and parched today? And what's needed if that is the case? We go back to that image of the living water. Salt, as we know, is also a preservative. In the days of Jesus, salt was so essential to common everyday life. Maybe we've lost some of that sense of the significance of salt today. But salt was used as preservative, bearing in mind that in those days there was no freezers, no fridges, etc. And so salt was used to preserve and keep meat fresh. And even salt had value in those days. The Roman soldiers were paid in salt. We get that expression, worth the salt, uh, was it... Um, Worth, worth your salt. Worth your salt. Yes. Um, and that comes from the idea of um, Roman soldiers being paid their worth in salt. But salt has a preservative. What are you preserving these days? And is it worth preserving and keeping? So much, so often we keep hold of things which maybe are, um, are which would cause us harm. Maybe that's relationships, maybe that's a grudge, maybe that's unforgiveness. But what are, what are those things that we are preserving today? Are they worth preserving and keeping? What in your life and my life needs sorting and preserving? And what do we need to let go of? I'm sure if we were honest with ourselves, there is much in our own lives that we need to let go of. Because it's been corrosive, it's eaten away our spirit and our lives. So what has become corrosive in your life and in mine, those things that are eaten away slowly at our spirit. They don't have to be the big things, they, they can be the small things. Judgmental attitude, unforgiveness. In what ways have you and I become corrosive to ourselves or to another person? As I said, Roman soldiers were often paid with salt because it had value. I suggest this morning that Jesus is saying that you and I are of value. And in my experience as a pastor, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest things that I guess destroys believers is that they don't feel any value. 
They don't recognise their value that they have in Jesus, that Jesus died for them because they are, were, are of immense value. Because so often the world tells us the other side that we are of little worth and little value. We don't mean anything. We have no purpose. But friends, I want you to hear this morning that Jesus says that you and I have immense value and worth. But whilst you may hear that and in your head acknowledge that, do you recognise, do I recognise that about myself and each other? Do we recognise and value each other? And are we, are our lives reflecting the fact that we are worth our salt? And what does that look like in each of our lives today? Are we being true to ourselves, authentic, or are we betraying ourselves? Yes, we are of value, but sometimes we need to take ourselves with a grain of salt. The right mixture of salt and water can clean wounds, prevent infection, and promote healing. What today, friends, needs healing in your life and in my life? And what might that look like? What might that healing look like for you personally? And equally, in what ways are we tending to in healing the wounds of others? We don't have to go far to see that around us are people that are hurting and are deeply wounded by, by life and what life throws us. But let's remember that no one likes having salt rubbed in his or her wounds. Compassion is the key. So what is it like? What would it be like to hold the pain of another and taste the salt in our tears? My job as a chaplain gives me opportunity to hold the pain of others, to sit there often and just hold their pain. I don't have the words, I don't pretend to have the words, I, I don't um, give try answers. Sometimes it's just uh, being there, presence is enough, and holding that person in their pain in those moments. Yes, and sometimes sharing tears, because there are no answers. But not, only, but not only are we called to be salt of the earth, we are called to be light of the world. My children always tell me off because I love candles. And so if you came to my house of a winter's evening, <laughs> the house is just full of candles. I love candles of every um, persuasion. Um, and so the, the kids always complain to me about how much money I spend on candles. Um, but I do, I, I just find they just bring a lovely warmth and an atmosphere um, to the house. And um, so they were smiling um, when I was saying what I was preaching on today. But what does it mean and look like for you and I to be light of the world? Of course, if we're going to consider the light, we also have to consider the darkness because both are realities in our lives. And where and what is the light in your life today? And where and what is the darkness in your life today? And think for a moment about how light makes 
a real difference. We've had, haven't we, over these, we're now in this season of winter and it has been grey and it's been cold, um, it's been very wet and very dark. Many of the days have been very dark. We've had some days of sunshine and how we've welcomed them, haven't we? And we long for those days of light and warmth, which are just a few weeks away now, hopefully, as we head into spring. And as that light and that warmth starts to um, show itself in our seasons, plants, we know, turn towards the light. Maybe from a recall a time when you watched the sun's light rise over uh, an horizon and felt something new rise within you. We turn on a nightlight, don't we, to push back our fear of the dark. We speak of new insights and awareness as the light having come. And who among us hasn't spent a long dark night waiting and praying for the morning light? Remember those, those nights we have when we are so worried or concerned or heavy, feeling heavy and sleep has escaped us and the night seems so long until the morning. What difference, friends, is light making in your life today? And what difference is your light making in the life of another? In what ways are you and I shining the light of love and peace, mercy, forgiveness, hope, healing, compassion? Here we have a basket and that scripture mentions about baskets being put over light. And of course we know what happens when uh, a basket or uh, something is put over light, snuffs it out, doesn't it? So let me ask you this morning, what are the baskets in your life today that are snuffing out the light? What is it that's keeping your light from shining? Most importantly, what will it take for you to remove the baskets from that light? On whom are you shining your, your light? And from whom do you withhold your light? Because unfortunately, whilst we recognise that we are to be light and we're to share light, there are occasions, aren't there, when we do withhold that light from others, whether that be intentionally or not intentionally, but there are occasions when we do withhold that light from others. When have you personally sought the light of truth and when have you hid from it? Again, that's our own personal experience, isn't it? Times when God just wants to shine light into our lives and speaks power into our lives, and we are scared of that, scared of its challenge and what God is asking us, and so we hide from that. What parts of yourselves are living in that light and what parts are hiding in the shadows? Because again, we're in this contrast of both light and darkness we find both in our, in, in our lives. Who has been a light in your life? And I'm sure if I went round you all, you'd be able to tell me individuals who have been that light and maybe that salt in your own life. Today, friends, whom are you a light to? What is illuminating your life today? And what has left you in the dark? 
because there are times, friends, when we do find ourselves in that darkness, maybe situations and circumstances or life has left us in the dark. So what parts of your life are in need of enlightenment? And in what ways are you and I illuminating the life and the world of another? That's why, that's why we are here. We're not here just to have a lovely time on a Sunday morning. We're here to go from this place. And in our lives, we are to be that salt and that light and illumine others' darkness and point them to the light of Jesus. What is the darkness that you and I struggle with? And what's the light that would make a real difference? And just as with, with salt, sometimes there can be too much or too little light. Too little light, we obviously can't see. Too much light and we are blinded. Yesterday evening, me and the kids went out for a nighttime walk and it was quite dark and we found ourselves in places where there was very little light and other places where there was quite a lot of very bright light. So too much light and we are blinded, but either way we're left in the dark. So this morning, friends, let's consider the darkness in our own life, darkness in our own relationships and our own private thoughts. And what is being asked of us as we consider those questions? In John's account of the gospel, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Today, he says to you and I, you and I are the light of the world. Maybe we're more like Jesus than we often know or believe. Maybe light is how Jesus shares his life with us. Maybe there is only one light, but many lamps. Jesus being that one light, we being the many lamps. So taste and see, what does your life taste like today? What does your life look like? But in whatever ways you might have answered the questions, in whatever ways you might have applied these pictures of salt and light to your life, and whatever you taste and see, I want to encourage you that it's not a conclusion or a final judgment, it's just a starting point for all of us, an invitation to explore more of this theme of salt and light. Because to taste and see opens the door to a new life, new possibilities, and new ways of being. But what does that look like and mean for you and I today? And I wonder what is being offered you this day. I'm going to spend some moments in reflection. As we, uh, as is always the case, when God's word is preached, it calls up for us to respond. And so we are going to take opportunity this morning to do just that. And um, we're going to see on the uh, screen um, played a beautiful song, um, which I'd never come across. Youngen found it, um, and it's called Go Light Your World. And then let me just share, you'll see the words come up on the screen, but I just want you to share some of the words of this song, which speaks 
really powerfully into this theme and speaks powerfully to us this morning. There is a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings fire, ignites the candle and makes his home. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and torn. Hold out your candle to, for all to see it. Take your candle and go light your world. Frustrated brother, see how he's tried to light his own candle some other way. See now your sister, she's been robbed and lied to, still holds the candle without a flame. And then we are a family whose hearts are blazing, so let's raise our candles and light up the sky, praying to our Father in the name of Jesus, make us a beacon in darkest times. So as this um, song plays, I invite you to come, and you'll see here packs of salts and candles. I invite you to take tea light, and a pack of salt. Take that as a response. I want you to take those home this week, maybe put them somewhere prominent as a reminder that we are called to be both light and salt. So um, as this song plays, and of course, as always, our place of prayer is open if that will be helpful for you this morning. But in these moments, just allow God, by his spirit, to come minister and speak to us and respond in the way that is right for you this morning. Thank you.